You're listening to Disrupting Balance, the podcast, where we are busting myths and breaking balance. Here's stories from women who are pushing boundaries to navigate the decisions and changes that come with work, womanhood, and winning. I'm your host, Hanifa Barnes, speaker, decision strategist, and master imbalancepreneur. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hope you enjoy. This episode of the Disrupting Balance podcast is sponsored by PodU. Use your voice and your impact to create the podcast that you want to listen to. Find out more information at www.podu.thinkific.com. That's www.podu.thinkific.com. Hey, Disrupting Balance listeners, just wanted you to know that this is the last episode of 2020. Thank you so much for the ride, the laughs, and all of the good times we had in every episode of every season. So guess what? A new season starts in 2021, beginning January 11th. So we're taking one week off to prep and get ready for some great stuff. We have so many wonderful guests in the new season, including a sommelier, a data scientist, an artist, a diversity and inclusion expert, and so many more wonderful, amazing women with wonderful and amazing stories. You will not want to miss it. And don't worry, even though we're taking a week off, you can still play catch up. Check out past seasons, check out past guests. There's so much there for you to catch up on before we jump into the new. Hello and welcome back to the Disrupting Balance podcast. Guess what y'all? It is the very last episode in season four and the very last episode for 2020. It's been quite a ride this year for me starting the podcast and taking it to places that I never thought I could do. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet some wonderful, wonderful women, some of which you can also meet in the episodes just by going back and checking those links. But I will say that even with the joy and happiness of starting this podcast, I must say that 2020 for me was a moment of reckoning and a moment of release. So much happened to me and for me and through me that I can do nothing but give so much thanks for where this journey has taken me. Most importantly, what I got out of 2020 was the power of letting go and releasing so many things that I thought I had to have or thought I needed or thought I needed to be a certain way. And I want to start this episode by reading one of my very early journey journal entries from the year. And if you can bear with me here, and it starts with, it's the year of P2CL, praise, purpose, consistency, and live. I am in it and I can feel it so much that I don't have to say the words every day. I'm so overwhelmingly grateful for this clarity that God has blessed me with. 
If it weren't for his vision in my life and my obedience, I don't know where I'd be. I let go of a lot in 2019, chains that were holding me back and keeping me from my glory. Chains of wanting things and jobs and situations and circumstances that left me feeling exasperated and hopeless. I was tired of feeling that I was swimming upstream against the tide. But God is so good and he is in the blessing business. I wanted to focus on the goodness of God for forward movement, for release, for changes in patterns of behavior that did not serve me. I still have a long way to go, but at least I have made progress in the last two months that has moved me from the shore of what I thought I needed to the sea of what God has in store. That requires major faith as I step out into uncharted territory, keeping my eyes on Jesus. No time for doubt or looking down and away. I'm staying focused, steady, and ready. No distractions. The blessings are on the way. That was real, y'all. I wrote that February 2020. Um, And for me, it was at a point where I was coming out of this place of drowning. I was drowning in expectations and perceptions around lack. So basically, my goals and pursuits were based on things that I didn't have. So I expected that after business school, I graduated in 2019. So I expected that it was time to go corporate because I didn't have a corporate job on my resume. Lack. It was the one piece missing. And so I fought to get it. My perception was that because of my education and time and leadership, I didn't have the perceived trappings that were supposed to define me. Lack. It was missing, so I fought for it. I was fighting upstream. And by the end of 2019, there was this trifecta of chains holding me. And it was all weighted down with a heavy chest of fighting for something that wasn't what God intended for me. And so that journal entry came out of that fight. I was tired of fighting against his tide. I was tired of swimming upstream against the current of my intended life and purpose. It was time to let go of the chest and the trifecta of chains. And I did all that in 2020. And in the release, I gained so much more, but I didn't do it by myself. Don't get it twisted. If you're anything like me, though, you don't want to ask for help. You don't want to seek out help and you don't want to rely on help. Now, I grew up in a strong African household in the South, Georgia, to be exact. So pride, dignity and self-respect mattered in my house and in the culture as a whole. And for me, that meant doing it all without people seeing me sweat or hurt or be human. But. It was evident for me, especially in reading my Bible, Psalms 121 says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my what? Not my self-discovery, not my I can do it all by myself, not my I got this, not my I'm a strong black woman, but whence cometh my help? 
H-E-L-P, help. And so releasing that stuff from 2019 gave me the freedom, the permission, and ability to lift my eyes, to pray, and to seek help. It was a pivotal moment for me because right after that intentional decision, a lot of stuff shifted. And if I didn't make that decision to release, I don't know if I would have been able to get through the next set of events. And you know where I'm going with this because in March, 2019, the ceiling began to crumble. Breonna Taylor was killed. COVID happened. Ahmaud Arbery was killed and George Floyd. Now, I had to figure out a way to make sense of it all as a black woman, as a mother with black children, and as a believer in Christ who had finally made the decision to look to the hills to seek help. Here I was letting stuff go and I felt that all these events were piling more stuff back on. And so I sought help, therapy to be exact. And in one of my first sessions, one of the things that was elevated for me was that I had to learn that at my core or my internal compass was operating from a place of powerlessness. And those who know me personally would be surprised by this because I do give off a sense of confidence and bravado. But in a lot of instances, that was more of a shield to protect myself from being exposed as someone who felt powerless. And in those sessions with my therapist, we began to unfold the root of this feeling or emotion or this perceived place that I had harbored. And we realized it was tied to the meanings and expressions of love that I had defined for myself, but more specifically as it related to my children and how that was rooted in my perceptions of love as an action versus an emotion, right? And this all stemmed from childhood. So I was still waiting in some sense to receive and experience and express what I thought love was supposed to be. And, you know, honestly, I mean, (laughs) I'm embarrassed to admit, I mean, my ideas of love came from two places, television, And, you know, growing up in the 80s, what I saw on television and the images. And the second place was the white family that I babysat for in my neighborhood. You know, that's where I got my definition of love. So it wasn't even formed or perceived in a place that was rooted in my truths and experiences as an African child, as a black child, as an African American child. It was rooted in things that were outside of my personal experience and truth. 
And because I didn't believe I'd experienced the love the way I wanted as a child, it ultimately all connected back to this sense of powerlessness. And that was driving my internal compass, my decisions, my operation from a place of lack, setting goals based on things I didn't have, as opposed to things that I desired to uplift what I did have. My inner child was still dealing with the pain of that. And my therapist charged me with an assignment. I was supposed to write a letter to her, that little girl that felt like she was missing something because love didn't look like what she thought it was supposed to look like. And I tried really hard to write that letter and... um it was difficult and it's still difficult when I think about it, but I didn't want to give up on myself and that healing. And so instead I found a picture of myself. It's probably fifth grade. Um, I was dressed up in a little blue dress with my curly bang in the front and the ponytail. And um, I sat in silence to think through and experience the fullness of the emotion and the pain. And I cried a lot. Um, and part of that wasn't, it wasn't a sadness. It was more of a parting. You know, I felt that I was parting ways with myself, a dear friend, someone who had been attached to me for so long. This little girl who felt like she was lacking because of what she thought she was supposed to have when all the time it was there and she just didn't recognize it because it looked different than what she expected. So I was crying because I knew I had to let go and it was just the emotion of letting that go. I wasn't ready, but I was prepared. And session after session with my therapist, I was unfolding. And my therapist told me, and she, she said that to be able to do those next level things that God has for me, I'm going to have to peel back these layers and reveal myself to me. I mean, how can I expect to elevate others and lift them up through my podcast or podcasting education when I can't even lift and elevate myself? That's the core question. If you want to move forward and do things greater than yourself, beyond yourself to impact others, how can you expect that to do that fully, sincerely, and wholeheartedly when you haven't done it within yourself? So how can you really do that? And how did I do that? I assess my core values, which is something else my therapist guided me and instructed me on. And the core values are really those things, those beliefs at your core. What is at your core? What is your internal compass? I thought for a long time I knew mine until I realized that I didn't because they were rooted in a place of lack and powerlessness. I mean, one of my previous core values was ambition. And that's not a bad core value, but it was ambition rooted in what I didn't have so I could get it not ambition rooted in my desire to fulfill the purpose that God has for me. So there's a difference. And that's why 
you have to clarify your core values. You need to define and clarify who you are so you know what is for you or you trust the process to get to the place where you're supposed to be. And I did this using a really simple exercise to clarify mine. And I have this exercise on my website. It's free. You can go get it as well. Um, you can go to www.disruptingbalance.com slash free dash tool, F-R-E-E dash tool. And then you find the tool that says clarifying your core values and try it. And I did that. And in releasing the weight, those chains, that chest I talked about, and in seeking help and doing the work, I found clarity and direction in my life and in the podcast. And so I'm excited to talk about 2021 for the podcast. It's still about women's stories, but I'm being more targeted and intentional in the women I speak with. And the direction is more geared towards amplifying the stories of multicultural women who are unraveling from tradition to make the switch in work, well-being, and winning. I am that woman, a Liberian, Ugandan, American, Black woman who has navigated identity, race, culture, and upbringing to discover my personal truths, to disrupt my limiting beliefs, and elevate my personal power. And so all the women, all women are doing this in some way, right? All of us, no matter our race, our belief systems, our our culture, we're all doing it. But I would argue that the multicultural woman is doing it with additional layers. There's another layer of complexity in her journey that is worth elevating and telling. Now, multicultural is really this idea of diverse culture, where culture can include race, religion, and ethnicity. And it's manifested in certain customary behaviors, cultural assumptions, and values, and patterns of thinking, right? A mouthful, I know. But for me as a Liberian, Ugandan, American Black woman growing up in a Methodist and Muslim household in Georgia, well, you can imagine that that comes with layers of cultural assumptions and values that I have to unravel from and I had to unravel from. Believe me, it's an everyday process that I don't take for granted. So all this is to say that before you enter 2021, or if we're already there and you're listening to this episode, it's never too late. You need to release. You need to give up the stuff that weighs you down. One of my favorite quotes from the Toni Morrison, may she rest in peace. Now, it all starts with defining your internal compass, your core values. What is your guiding force? What helps you make the decisions you make? What empowers you? If this year has taught us anything, it is that we should seize the moment. Life is not promised. But if you're here You have the opportunity now to free yourself, to stop swimming against the tide 
and fighting against your true calling and destiny. Your time is now, so seize it and get the help you need to do that, whatever it looks like. You can start with the free core values tool. Again, that's www.disruptingbalance.com slash free dash tool. Start there and then pray, seek help and disrupt balance on your own terms. This is your time. I believe in you and you should do the same. Until next year, talk soon. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Balance. To learn more about how I'm in Disrupting Balance, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at Disrupting Balance. You can also check out my website at www.disruptingbalance.com to get podcast updates and news from the Balance Disruptor community about how you can become your very own master in balancepreneur. Talk soon.